Today's daf is daf Lamid Vav, page tidy six. The Heli Gemesach is the Dharam, and we are up to Tanan. Um, the first word on the line, five lines from the top of the Umbud, Tanan. Now, what we're going through over here is a very interesting uh, sugya, an interesting idea, which is when a Kohen does the Avaid in the Beis Hamikdash for Yisrael, is he acting as a Shliach of the Rebbein Shalom or a Shliach of the Yid? If somebody makes a vow that they're not going to benefit from the Kohen. If, he's, if the Kohen is working for the Rebbein Shalom, so then it's not, a, it's not a benefit, he's not benefiting me, he's just doing his job. If he's my Shliach, if he's my messenger, then he's directly benefiting me, and we're going to have an issue here. So what the Gemara left off with yesterday is that it's going to depend on what type of carbon is brought. If it's a carbon that's just a mechusar kipurim, tikka carbon, meaning <clears throat> that my process would have already been done with or without the carbon. I just need to have this carbon done, kind of like l'shem mitzvah. But he's not doing anything specifically for me. So then he is, um, he's allowed to utilize the kayan because the kayan's not giving him direct benefit. However, any other carbon that's mamish give, performing the avayda for me, is going to be a problem. Okay? Now, ultimately, we don't know for sure right now whether the Kayan is going to be a Shliach of the Yid or Shliach of the Rebbein Shalom. I want to just preface as we begin. I know I'm giving a long introduction over here, but just to say one more idea, ultimately, this Gemara here, we're going to have a couple more steps, is not going to come out with a Maskana. We do know from Gemaras in Yuma and Gemaras elsewhere that a Kayan is considered Shluchi Dishmaya. A Kayan is considered a Shliach of the Rebbein Shalom, not a Shliach of the Yid. But be it as a maid, let's get going. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, five lines from the top of Lamed Vav. HaKahanim Shepigu Mikdosh, when you have a Kayan who has the wrong intention when performing the Avaidah in the Beis HaMikdosh. So what is happening now? The Kayan is ruining the carbon of the Israel. Mizidin, if the Kayan does it on Pipus, he's going to have to reimburse the Israel. But if he does it by mistook, Peturin. So then he's going to be Potter. It is Pigl. He's just not Mechoyev to, to reimburse the Yisrael. Now ask the Gemara to prove whether the Kayan works for me or for HaKadosh Baruch Hu like this. If you're going to tell me that every Kayan is functioning as a Shliach, as a messenger of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I, I know for, I can understand that no matter what, whether it was intentional or unintentional, it's Pigl. Because... The Rabbani Shalom says to the Kayan, Rabbi Kayan, you do the Avaida. There's a way to do it. But you are automatically the one doing the Avaida. Now here's the deal. Ready? Says the Gemara Vaiter, Here's the problem. If the Shliach were to be the messenger of Yisrael, there's a rule that if, I'm a, if I appoint you as a Shliach, you can only do what I ask you to do in a way that benefits me. Just because I make you a Shliach to do something doesn't give you a right to just do whatever you want and mess me up. Says the Gemara, am I pigul on pigul? So when a, shli, when, a, when a kayan does something unintentional, why is my animal, why is my carbon even a problem? Why is it even pigul? Let me go back to the kayan and say to him, I only made you a shliach to benefit me, not to mess me up. Says the Gemara, beautiful raya, there's a beautiful proof that the Kayan is functioning as a shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Again, why? Because if you'll be functioning as my shliach, Usually, the sender can say to the messenger, when the messenger messes up, I didn't make you a messenger for that. You weren't my messenger in the first place. 
Think about it. This, this is such an important and profound idea. Just because I ask you to do, to, I ask you to get me uh, a cup of water. I ask you to get me a cup of water. On the way, um, uh, on the way you break something. On the way to get the cup of water. Does, does it come back to me? Were you my shliach to break something? Why, why don't you say, well, what, what do you mean? You should, you should tell me, well, you sent me to get the water. So I was your shliach. And while I'm, no, I didn't say the shliach to mess me up. So does the coin have to pay for the carbon to reimburse the... Not if it's b'shaiki. That's different tyra. Grama, that's... No, no. Okay, but at, at this stage, the Gemara, the Gemara is asking... You see from here, the fact that it's Piggle is a riot that he's a shliach of the Rabbani Because if he would be a shliach of me, it shouldn't even be Piggle. I should be able to say to him, uh, you didn't do anything for me. Answer the Gemara wrong because of Gzeris HaKosov. Amri Shani Gabi Piggle, Dom which means Mikol Mokam. But the Gemara is basically answering here is that the halachas of Piggle are different. That's it. Even though by usually, by shliach, you're right. You, uh, you could say to the, the sender, could say to the messenger, you're not my shliach to mess me up. You're only my shliach to perform something constructive for me. Since the Pasuk says, we're learning out from there that you, unique to Piggle is Allah that even when he's messing me up, it's still going to be a Piggle uh, uh outcome. Okay. Bottom line is, do we have a maskana? Do we have a proof whether a Kayan is acting as a shliach of the Rebbein Shalom or shliach of the Yid? No. We don't have a maskana as far as this Gemara is concerned. Okay. Here we go. We're now going to get into, back into the sugi that we began yesterday, which is how much das do you need for the, for the um, performance of a mitzvah. So if I do something on your behalf... Do you have to instruct me to do that? Or can I do it even without asking you? That's, the, that's going to be the shyness. Here we go. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted Gemara. Amr Vichan Vichan says, Hakot Trichim Das. Everybody, when bring a carbon, it has to be done with the Das of the owner. Except for the carbonists that are, uh, that are brought as a Mechusik Kapara, like we learned yesterday. The same way a person can bring a carbon for his sons and daughters who are ketanim, so too could you do it for somebody else, even if you don't have their das. Says Gemara, one second, but now let a person bring a chatas for eating chelav on behalf of his friend. Meaning, if you eat chelav and you haven't yet brought a carbon, let me do that for you. Why? We know when a person's wife is obligated to bring a carbon after birth, the husband could bring it on her behalf. Why do Rabbi say, If one sets aside a carbon chatas for his friends eating chelav, it doesn't work, allow it to work. Answers the Gemara, One second, no, because when a, when a husband is allowed to bring it on behalf of his wife who's a shaita, what exactly is that case? If she ate the chelav, if she ate the forbidden fats, while she wasn't saying, are you going to say that he should bring a carbon for her? No, lav bas karboni. If she doesn't have das, there's, there's no obligation in carbon. Yeah? The, it's only when you did it intentional. Um, or, or I'll say it, we'll say it not intentional, even unintentional, right? Or actually, only when it's unintentional do you bring a carbon katas. But over here, there's not even going to be a, a uh, carbon at all because. There's no das that, that even uh, kicked in over here. And you can tell me the cases where while she was keen, while she was smart, and she had her, she was of sound mind, she ate the chelev. 
and that obligated her to bring the sacrifice, and now she goes insane. So um, that's what the husband could bring for her. And then afterwards she becomes a shaita. And then she became normal again. Okay, so you're going to have, uh, you know, nowadays where we're a lot more aware of mental health issues, we can understand you have, you know, different, uh, uh, you know, disorders of different, you know, there's times where a person is aware Times person is not aware. Puzzle. Allah is going to be puzzle. Since once it's pushed off, it's go. It's uh, always pushed off. Okay. Bottom line is, says the Gemara, that um, that um, uh, this that we're saying that a husband is allowed to bring a karbakatas for his wife is simply not possible. All right. Says the Gemara, but now we should allow a person to bring a carbon pesach on behalf of his friend. You have a friend who's not able to bring carbon pesach, or he completely forgot, or he's in jail, whatever it is. You, why, why don't you go and allow people, somebody else, to bring carbon pesach on his behalf? You know, maybe The same way a person can bring a carbon for his children who are katanim. Alama Amra Velazar, why do Velazar Paskin, Hifrish Pesach Havera, Layasa Klub? If somebody brings Garbeza for his friend, he didn't do nothing. Bottom line is, uh, if you're going to hold that, you don't need Das. It should be something. It should work. If Rabbi Echidan's correct. Answer the Gemara, Amra Vzera, Se Lebeis Avais, Lav Da'iraisa. The Chiyab of Se Lebeis Avais, which means everybody has to be part of a carbon is actually not a chi of the iraisa for somebody who doesn't have das. That's you have to that's what the uh, mafarshim here explain over here is right. Celebase obvious means what because the base obvious means an entire house. What if I have a kid who's three years old? So now there's a chi of the to include this kid or there's a chi of the for this kid to be included. So we darshan that um um the Tyra does not obligate a person to include their sons and daughters in a uh, in the celebase obvious in a carbon Pesach. Memela, so what? Memela says, Gemara, um, you, you also don't find any situation where a person's obligated to do this for his children. Hence, you don't, you still don't have a source of bringing a carbon on behalf of someone without their knowledge, without their dusk. Uh, what we're trying to do here is like this. Very simple. Well, the moment we find a case where you could bring a obligatory carbon without knowledge, then we'll say you can always bring a carbon. Without knowledge, but so far we haven't found that. Says the Gemara, Umimai, and how do we know Taka that Kitanim uh, is not included in the Chi of Dairaisa of a carbon Pesach? because our Mishnah, uh, our Mishnah taught, uh, our Mishnah taught us. Haimer Levana, somebody says to his kids, Hareini Sheiched Esa Pesach Al Misha Yalem Ikem Yerushalayim Al Shachet Karban Pesach on whichever one of you gets up to Yerushalayim first. Yeah, he's making them a deal. He wants them to hustle and get there on time for Pesach. He says, I'll make you a deal. Yeah, whoever shows up first is going to be part of my carbon pesach. He doesn't know; they don't know who ultimately is going to get there first. Guess what happens? He's zayche and his chelak, and his brothers are zayche with him as well. Okay, now who who was supposed to be included? Huh? The one who got there first. Rishai. So why are they always? Why are the other ones going to be included? So here we go. Says the Gemara, "Vi amrit sela base avis daraisa." You're going to tell me that a sela base avis is a chiyav daraisa al bisroka yumezaki umezaki lehu. So is it possible for a person to be um, to be standing next to the next to something and be zeichet for somebody else? 
you can't do that. You can't be zeiche in something for somebody else when the when, when they're not even there. So, like this, a father says to a group of kids, first one wins the carbon pesach. It's part of my chevra. As soon as the first one comes in, what he could do is he says, "It's for me and all my and all my brothers." Says the Gemara, why does that work? There's, the brothers aren't here. How is he zeichet for them when there's nobody here? Ella, Ella rather, lama lahu, why is he saying to him, the Omar What's happening is, um, the, their father said, whoever gets there first, kadei lizarzim in mitzvahs, in order to be mizarz them in mitzvahs. But lemaisa, what the Gemara is saying is, you can't bring a raya from here that we're assuming these kids are younger. They're including even younger kids. You see, a father could include the children. Which the Gemara is responding, no. Over here, all the father's doing is he's being bizarres. He's trying to, right, you ever try to get home and you want to, you have a bunch of little kids and you want them to speed up. So your last one home's a rotten egg. Yeah? Being bizarres them. To, you know, and then you make sure you're last, so you're the rotten egg. And then, you know, uh, um, they get to win. No. But as I, as I, that's the, that's the expression. All right, but the so the Gemara is basically responding. He didn't even need to include any of the children, which is why they're all included. Do you have what's happening here? Here again, this is this is very posh. A father says to all his kids, whoever shows up, call them ketanim. Whoever comes to Shalim first gets the carbon. We said as soon as the first one goes, they all get the carbon. The kasha is why only the first one should. The answer is because they're all automatically part of the carbon anyway. They're his katanim. They come along with him. They, they, they hang on to his coattails. So why do he say only the first one? Yeah, to speed them up. Yeah, shake it. Let's get, let's get, uh, let's get going. Okay. Tana miyachi. We learned to the similarly. My sahaya. There was a story. And the, the girls were faster than the boys. Because uh, the, the girls were quicker and the, the boys were... Um, lazier. Now, did the boys lose their chilek in the carbon pesach? The Ron explains that no, they didn't lose their chilek in the uh, in the carbon pesach. So you see from here that when a father says something like this to his children, he doesn't mean it literally. Again, it's just a, a, a parent being uh, being mizaris. Okay, beautiful. Weiter, we said in the Mishnah v'toyrem es true myself if. Somebody is allowed to separate truma for somebody else, without their knowledge. It seems okay. So for Uvein is obligated to separate truma. Shimon could go and separate truma on behalf of Reuven the Chulu, even if Reuven is not allowed to benefit from it. All right, let's get into this. Ibayilahu top of Amud Beis. They asked a Shaila searching for information. Hatoyreim mishaloi al shel chaverei. If somebody separates Truma from his own on behalf of his friend. So here's what happens. In the case we had before, Reuven needed to separate Truma. Shimon came along. Shimon, who, who Reuven was not allowed to benefit from, came and separated Reuven's Shuma. We said, no, it's fine. Okay? It's a mitzvah. Mitzvah of the Fine. Ask the Gemara. Interesting, Shiloh. But could Shimon, when he has his own grain, separate Truma for him and Reuven from his own? Notice, the Shimon, are we only allowing Shimon to do with Reuven's grain? Or could Shimon kind of be Mezakeh, his grain, to Reuven and then separate for him? 
Does he need the das in these circumstances or not? Now, what's the shaylami? I mean, do we say kivan tishchus uloi? Since the ma'isa tishchus for ruvein loy tzarich das. So I could have the Right? You could be a mezag for somebody when they're not there. So it should work. Aydama, or perhaps mitzvah dilehu. It is the mitzvah of ruvein v'neich leilam evde, and therefore he doesn't want Shimon doing his uh, his uh, truma. Says the Gemara, Tashma, Teri Meshumas, Bes Masrois of Ladaitai. It's got to be with Das. Says the Gemara, okay. Bemayaskina. So now we have Machlekes. We seem to imply you don't need Das. And now we're saying you need his Das. What's going on here? Bemayaskina. Ilema, if you're going to say Min Bala Kri, Shabala, Shel, Min. What's the case of how the Chuma is taken? Ilema, if you're going to say Min Bal Hakri, Al Shel Bal Hakri, the owner of the pile was forbidden. I'm sorry, separated the truma for the owner of a different pile. Uledaitoi deman, and according to whose das do we need? In other words, Reuven's das or Shimon's das? Whose das are we looking for? delay. If we're going to say that it's his own das, okay, meaning. Shimon did uh, took truma on behalf of Reuven without Reuven knowing. Who gave him that right? Who gave Shimon the right to be a shliach? You can't just separate somebody else's stuff without their permission. It must be, it's with the agreement of the Balakri, of whoever you separated the truma actually from, but then that's going to be because over there if you, if you did it with his knowledge so now you're performing something that he wanted you to do it should be considered and that's a transgression of the nether, the vow that you put in place to not benefit from each other so we cannot be dealing with a case where um, the uh, the uh, truma was taken from the first Balakri. Ella, rather, the case is Mishaloi al Shalakri. The case must be where the guy took benefit for himself on behalf of Reuven. Again, so let's explain. The case cannot be where Shimon took Reuven's thing for Reuven. The case must be where Shimon took Shimon's thing on behalf of Reuven. I took my own thing and I'm designated my own grain to function as Reuven's Shuma and or Miser. Uledaitoi deman, and whose das do we need? If you need the das of the balakri, so then once Ruvain tells Shimon he could do that, so now Shimon is f- fulfilling a shlichus, and it's going to be usher again, because there's benefit. It's got to be where he's doing it, Shimon did it by himself, Ruvain never asked him. And it's going to come out that you could actually use your own grain to tithe for somebody else's grain. Okay? Fine. Which we would assume right now works. Shimon can separate his own grain on behalf of Ruvain to remove the obligation. The Amrit Sarah Das. And if you're going to tell me that whoever separates Shuma needs Das, Kamahanile. But then again, we're back to any sort of ano. Elalav ain't sarach das. Rather, elalav, rather it must be ain't sarach das that you do not need das from the owners. The Gemara here, let's pause for a moment. The Gemara here wants to prove that when it comes to, we had a Shiloh. 
Our Shiloh on top of the Yomud was, we had a Shiloh, what's the Allah if somebody takes Truma from his thing on behalf of his friend? Does it work or not? Can Shimon take his, Shimon's own grain as Ruvain's Truma? Says the Gemara, it's got to be that Tzarek Das. It must be, uh, I'm sorry, it must be that ain't Tzarek Das, that in order um, that Shimon can actually separate his own truma, even without Ruvain's knowledge, because now we're not getting into the surim of any vel. The Gemara responds, no, there's no right. Lailam, really, I'll tell you. Michel Balakri, Al Balakri. The case is where you take him, Shal Balakri, grain from Ruvain to separate for Ruvain. And if you're taking from Ruvain's grain, let me ask you a question. Do you need his das? You better believe it. It's his stuff. Okay? Now, here's going to be the issue. If Shimon is separating Ruvain's grain and Ruvain knows about it, isn't Ruvain benefiting? He's giving his consent. He, it's kind of like he's appointing Shimon a shleach. So why isn't this going to be a vowed transgression? Says Because of Rava. Rava says, Beautiful. Ruvain doesn't ask Shimon to do it. He says to the whole community, he gets up in shul by kid this one Shabbos, and he says, let me tell you something, you know, I'm going out of town tonight, I'm posh it, I got bushels to be tyrant, I don't have time to do it. Whoever wants to come, whoever, anybody could come to separate my truma, Meredek, you know, that's, that's great. So we'll say the same thing over here. Hence, it's a valid truma because you had the permission, but it's not a direct uh, a gain, and therefore, there's no vow transgression. Okay. Shimon separates Shimon's own produce on behalf of Ruve. Okay. Who gets the Taivas Hana? Okay. Now, what's the Taivas Hana? So here you go. This is interesting. When somebody has miser, is it your money? If somebody has tzedakah money, is it your money? Somebody has a philanthropic foundation. He put it into a 501c3. It's not his anymore. It's not his money. But everybody's walking over to this guy, psh, says, ah, COVID, psh. right? He's not giving away his money. Teretz is, there's Teva Sanna. What's Teva Sanna? Teva Sanna means there is value to being the one to determine where tzedakah goes. That kayach of being the one to decide where to put it has financial value. There's epis of something there. There's, there's, it's called Teva Sanna. There's a financial, there's a, there's, there's a benefit that's there. There's another benefit because if Shimon is is, do, take, is being tyrant from his own pile on behalf of Ruvain, yeah, then Ruvain now has however many bushels more than he would have had had he taken Truma from his own pile. So there's the value of the bushels. Okay, and that that's Nachon. Rabbi is pointing out that if Shimon is separating Truma from his own grain on behalf of Ruvain, Ruvain's gonna Ruvain's stuff is now Trumad. Without losing the 2%. Right. 
So yeah, okay, Enochanami. Put aside vows for a moment. The Shiloh over here is, if Shimon sets aside grain to be truma for Ruvain, who gets to choose which Kayan to give it to? Who has the Toivas Hana? Who owns it? Who owns it? Can, since Shimon did it for Ruvain, could Ruvain demand of Shimon that he give it to his own favorite Kayan? Or does Shimon say, listen, this was from my bank account. I'm the one who, who chooses where, which Kayan it should go to. Fine. Me, I'm reading do we say, Ilav Pere Dahach, if not for Shimon's grain, me, Miskantakaridu, the other guy's stuff never would have uh, been around. And therefore, Shimon should be the one to choose. Or perhaps, Ilav Karidahu, you say, if not for the other guy's produce, like have a Pere David and Juma, there wouldn't even be Truma. If he wouldn't have his own Tevel, then this wouldn't take on the status of Truma. So th- that's why we have a Shiloh. Amar Lay, so this was the Shiloh Rabbi Yirmi asked Rabbi Zera. Amar Lay, Rabbi Zera says back to him, Amar Krosh, Tate and Pasuk, Ace called Tvuas Zarecha, all of the Tvuah of your Zarecha, everything that you seeded, all your plantings, which is Vinasata, you shall give. Okay, what does it mean you shall give? Whoever planted the seeds of what's being given away is the one who ultimately gets to choose uh, which Kayan to give it to. Says Gemara, Ace that's a challenging question. If you're ever going to separate Truma, you must have permission. It must be with his knowledge. If you're going to tell me it's going to come out that there's a benefit to the owner. Okay? Now, this is going to be a benefit whether or not he has more because if we're going to give it back to Ruven and let him the one to choose the Kayan, so now there is benefit. Ella, rather, Shmamina, you learn from over here, Toivas Hana delay. We'll say that Toivas Hana belongs to the Shimon who's separating it. And there's no way it goes to Ruven because, again, if it would go to Ruven, then he's gaining in a prohibited way because there's a vow from Shimon. Says the Gemara, Amri, respond to that light that's not true. Rather, um, Michel Balakri, Alshel Balakri. The case is talking about where you have the Balakri is separating on uh, the, his own grain of the Balakri. Okay, so in other words, Shimon is separating Ruvain's grain from Ruvain's grain. Uledaite the Balakri, and with the knowledge of the Balakri. But one second, it's and he's gaining from me. The issue here is Ruvain cannot benefit from Shimon. So how is Shimon ever going to, what we're struggling with is our Mishnah says, Shimon can separate Reuven's Shuma. And the Gemara here is struggling, how? There's Taivas Hana, or there's real financial value. What are you coming for? Where are you coming from? To, what's going to be the case of Shuma that, it's, that he's allowed to benefit from? I'm saying before. Since he didn't directly instruct Shimon, so we're not, we're not going to count this like Reuven is directly benefiting from Shimon. Okay. Tashma, come and listen. What's the final answer? Remember, we had a Shaila. The Shaila was, who gets the Toiva Sana? We haven't answered that yet. So Tashma, come listen. If somebody makes something else, he has to add on a Chaymish. The is, if you make something Hektish and then you want to redeem it from Hektish, you got to pay the principal amount plus an added fifth. Okay. And also, 
when somebody need the when somebody needs a kapara from an animal, he's the one who can create tamura. Tamura is to change the kedusha, move the kedusha, shift the kedusha um, from one animal to another. I think the best translation for this is going to be to replace. Okay, what happens if somebody uh, and and also if somebody separates shuma from his own produce for um, on behalf of somebody else? Toivas hana shaloi. Whoever chooses to do it is the one who receives the toivas hana. Okay, so again, what's the bottom line? What is the halacha? If uh, our original shaila was, if Shimon separates his grain for Reuven, or he separates Reuven's grain for Reuven when Reuven had asked anybody to do it, okay, so it's both not considered to be beneficial. In the, in the former case, in the case where Shimon separates from his own stuff, he's going to be the one who gets to choose which owner to give it to. Okay. Here we go. Two dots. Our Mishnah said, very interestingly, and we said we need to explain this, right? You're allowed to, uh, if you're not allowed to benefit from somebody, that guy is still allowed to teach you Medrish, Halacha, Agado, but he can't teach you Chomish. Says the Gemara, I don't understand something. Mikra my time denu. Why can't this guy teach chumash? Bishum de kamahani lay. Because whoever's learning the chumash is going to get a geshmak out of it. He's benefiting from it. Medrash nami kamahani lay. How's it different than the other tyra? What's the nafkamina? Why is it that if Shimon is not allowed to benefit from Ruvain, he could still learn medrash from Ruvain, and he could learn agada from Ruvain, but he's not allowed to learn chumash from Ruvain? Ask the Gemara, what's the difference, what type of tire it is? Omar Shmuel, so Shmuel says, Shmuel says, I'll tell you a very simple wiggle. <laughs> I'll wiggle out. You know why you're allowed to teach Medrash? Because over there, people don't charge any fee for teaching Medrash. You can go to shul and the rabbi is giving a shir on uh, Ein Yankiv, and he's teaching all the midrashim. Hey, you go get it for free. Everything from the rabbi is free. But to to go learn how to read a pasuk, to go get into the 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 skills of how to read a pasuk, that you got to hire a tutor. You got to go to school. So that has financial values. That's what Shmuel says. Shmuel says the reason why you're not allowed to learn chumash from him is because that has financial value. People usually pay. While by the Medrash Agada, you can all go. You can go to the Rav and get it for free. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick joke. A guy, um, a guy calls up a psychiatrist, and he says, "I need help." Psychiatrist, what do you help for? He says, "There's monsters sleeping under my bed." Psychiatrist says, "You know what? I can help you. It's gonna be two hundred fifty bucks an hour. I'll see you once a week. In six months, you'll be good." He says, "What? You think I'm crazy?" Hangs up the phone. Okay, fine. Now, he obviously is crazy. There's monsters under his bed. But as I is. Okay, hangs up the phone. About a year later, the psychiatrist sees him on the street. Sees the Yid. And he says, no, how's it going? The Yid says, perfect. He says, perfect. I thought you have monsters under your bed. He says, ah, I called the rabbi. Took care of it. He says, how the rabbi? What's the rabbi? How the rabbi take care of it? He said, the rabbi told me to cut the legs under my bed. There's no monsters under there anymore. That's it. <laughs> they gave you. And I got it for free. Got the advice for free. All right, see, so free advice. You go to the, the roof. All right. Says the Gemara. My Pascha. 
Says the Gemara, I don't understand. Shmuel, very nice, you want to give a specific case, right? You want to say, well, it depends. Do you charge for Tyra? you charge for Tyra? You don't charge for Medrash uh, and Agada. <laughs> that is such an important piece of information. It's like the main Iker Chosum and Asefer over here. It's like, if that's the difference, it's not about Agada, Chumash. It's about whether you pay or don't pay, right? So uh, my Pascha, why would the Mishnah just write it, uh, you know, so... Blank, like there's like there, there's no uh, qualifications to this. Answer the Gemara, top of tomorrow's daf. The chiddush over here is Even in a place where they do take payment for chomish al mikra shari lemishkal, you can only teach. If you're ever teaching something, you can only take payment for uh, for chomish uh, medrish loy shari lemishkal. But for medrish, it is not permitted to. Um, to uh, charge. You could charge for teaching Chumash. You cannot charge for teaching Medrash and Agada. Now, you leave it like this. You leave it like this. Why? One more step. All right, one more step. Uh-huh. Says the Gemara, why? My Shna Medrash delay. I'm not going to leave you hanging for a day. What is, why Medrash are you not allowed to charge for? But Chumash you could. Tachsiv va'isi tziva Hashem va'isahi l'lamid escha. Right? Maishu Rabbeinu was commanded to teach to, um, the um, Torah to Hashem. Look, I've given you the chukim and mishpatim as Hashem commanded me, which means, which means, just like Maishu Rabbeinu did not have a, a, a dollar machine when he was teaching Torah at Har Sinai, and he didn't receive a wage or a salary, so too all other future Rabbeim must teach this bechinam. Mikra um, says the Gemara, but here's the problem. Mikra nami bechinam. So again, if you're going to tell me that Maishu didn't take payment, and that's why you can't charge for Agada, he didn't take payment for Chumash either. So what are you going to say? What's an Afkamina? On this I'll leave you hanging. Right. On this I'll leave you hanging. All right, so tomorrow, Hashem, we're going to start to clarify, right? But you're not allowed to charge because Maishu Rabbeinu didn't take payment at our Sinai when he taught Torah to Klal Yisrael. So we need to clarify is, why are Yitaka going to be allowed to take payment on Chumash and not be allowed to take payment on Medrash, Agada, Halacha? We'll pick up from here tomorrow. Short daf, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. So have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. Tomorrow night, same time. Hopefully from Yerushalayim.